0: Hello, mi gente. We are back for an episode of True Lessons. Listen up, my majesties. You are in for a treat. This season focuses heavily on healing from all our traumas. We all have some sort of trauma to heal from. So open up your mind and hearts because True Lessons is bringing you true healing. Ready or not, here I go. True Lessons, the podcast for learning, enjoyment, and healing starts now. so excited that we finally got to do this um absolutely it's been a long time coming Mm -hmm. and it's it it really has been a long time coming but i really like how we've established that instagram support system that started on facebook
1: yeah crazy right
0: (laughs) so um i didn't prepare any formal questions but let's just have the conversation and let's talk about your journey with mental health so before yeah. we officially begin tell the listeners of true lessons podcast jimmy about you and the bfa show
1: <laughs> right on well i mean yeah i'm jimmy i uh am a co-host of the bfa show it stands for the BFing awesome show and uh yeah it's me and my wife um and we just added actually a couple new co-hosts that are going to be featured in the new season so that's that's going to be fun Oh, yeah. But uh, we started, I mean, we, we basically started it at the beginning of the pandemic, just like everybody else that has a podcast nowadays. And um, we kind of just wanted to help people not feel, you know, like they're in a funk through through everything. Because it, it was a time when a lot of people, myself included, I mean, pretty much everyone I know was just in that, you know, unknowing, like, what the hell's happening in this world? What's going what's gonna to come of everything? And we kind of wanted to bring some levity and some light to it, you know, like so a little bit of laughter, some fun. And, and we, we started out being, you know, interviewing some people and having a good time. And then we've kind of transitioned now into just like talking about what we want to talk about, you know, whether it be current issues. Um, we focus a lot on mental health um,
2: mm-hmm. from,
1: you know, male and female self-awareness. My wife, uh, when when we had our child seven years ago. Yeah, he just turned seven. Um, April, she was... Uh, <clears throat> my wife's April, not the kid in April. Um, <laughs> she, you know, struggled a lot with the postpartum and her weight and just her body in general and stuff like that. And um, mm. was on, you know, different meds for it and everything. And it basically boiled down to uh with with her specifically it kind of you know was a trickle down effect to me to the rest of the family and stuff like that where we just kind of were all in this this funk and kind of, and we started realizing that you know mental health um kind of like having good mental health or at least having a pathway to figuring out your your brain um can lead to different things but it's it's also the, basically the saving grace with every aspect of life, you know, like she mm-hmm. started working out really hard um, and eating healthy and doing stuff and kind of brought herself out of the funk. I myself have struggled on and off with mental health throughout my whole life. I didn't really do much to even look into fixing it until the last couple of years. Um, I just thought I was, you know, bred to be a, a dirtbag my whole life
2: <laughs> mm. and, uh,
1: and yeah, so with the BFA show now, we talk a lot about that kind of stuff. We talk about um our experiences. We're very open and honest with each other, with the listeners, everything like pretty much any listener to the show knows everything about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah, really... you're
0: pretty transparent. I like yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, there there's no secrets. And and it and it's it's nice and freeing in that way because you know, hopefully it, it I know for me when I'm talking about my experiences or – you know, coming out as bisexual or coming out, you know, like doing other things mm-hmm. that I'd never ever embraced or thought about in my life that, you know, would be not only like admitting it to other people, but to to myself, you know, um, I never thought that it would lead to me feeling better for myself, but also, you know, the amount of people that, you know, we hear from that are just like, Oh man, I totally relate to that. You know, I wish I could do yeah. that. I wish I could be that open and free with my spouse or whatever, you know, because
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it turned into something a lot more than just wanting to help people feel good about the pandemic. Now it's actually something that's kind of taken legs of its own and, and made it, so, you know, like a, like a life coaching kind of not certified by any means, but like, a, <laughs> you know, people can, pe- we can relate to people. People can relate right. to us and,
2: Right.
1: And they'll always get the honest answer from us if they ask us questions or hit us up on any Mm -hmm. of the socials or uh, whatnot. They will tell them like it is, you know, we don't we don't. Yeah,
0: there's no bullshit.
1: We don't shoot the shit. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you definitely don't. Um, I remember the first time hearing your show, um, it was the one that you recorded about Save the Bell and just. And then it went from, like, and I was like, yeah, sing the bell. And it went from, like, just a random scene to, like, how sexualized it was. And we don't realize how everything was, like, so sexualized in the 90s. And we're pretending everything's so different now. Like, it was very eye-opening because people don't like to talk about how things are open now. It's like we kind of talk about it, but we're not being fully transparent with how we feel about it and why it was a certain way. For sure. And then it went to another episode um about how you and your wife have taken um this path in different ways how you both have kind of like s- different spiritual paths and how yeah. she's like whatever like <laughs> i i this you know like not so much on the religious but more of the mental um kind of the way that i understood her was whatever's in front of her like this is the yeah. universe the, the tree is my universe
1: um yeah.
0: And, and it was just interesting because I, I feel like I get two different worlds that really mesh and support each other so well. And that's something a lot of people really struggle with is that they think that because they're going through something um, and maybe their spouse isn't or someone so close to them isn't that they're – it's hard for them to come to them for support. And, yeah. and that's when it gets lonely because we kind of put ourselves in a corner and we assume the person will not understand. Mm-hmm. um when well, sometimes we operate out of fear as well like they might not accept us or things are going to change in how they love us but what we're really doing is underestimating them as a person because we really have to come out of that shell but it's not easy when we're going through it
1: yeah because no, we don't I, know
0: what we're going through
1: it, exactly and i mean honestly i hope none of us ever figure it out because then that really kind of halts the learning process or like the desire to figure it out you know what i mean and it it makes it i don't know it makes life a little bit more adventurous and you're, and you're totally right like april and i are like complete opposites you know we're we're seven years apart she grew up basically in a whole different like you know not necessarily time frame but you know she was still out in high school and stuff while i was married and had a kid and stuff like that you know what i mean mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we grew up differently we, we both grew up in the same religion we both grew up lds mormon and, mm-hmm. you know, we both had different backgrounds as far as our, as far as being raised in the religion and stuff. But, you know, we've both have left, you know, in not so mm-hmm. recent past, it was a long time ago for me and also for her. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. Like I'm, you hit it right on the nail right on the head where neither of us are religious by any means. I'm looking more um, into, you know, just improving my myself so that i can be better for my family my my kids Mm -hmm. and stuff like that april does Mm -hmm. look to the stars she's definitely a more free spirit in that way where Mm -hmm. she's she's willing to you know accept what the universe is throwing at her which is is awesome and it makes Mm -hmm. it it makes life around here super interesting because her and i like differ on a lot of things but we have Mm -hmm always we always have like the common understanding and common ground of you know whatever we both believe in and are, what we are both are passionate about is for the greater good of not only ourselves but for each other for the family for you know the business whatever endeavor we're we're going after is we have the common goal to come to a and that's that's been the biggest part of everything is I, you know, at least with my journey and everything through mental health is that I don't have to understand why things are the way they are or how they work or why someone does something the way they do or whatnot. But yeah. I just have to accept that I'm not going to understand everything, but keep continue learning, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say. That's kudos to you guys. And sometimes what what allows you to really support someone else is because you didn't go through it. Because now it's not about you. You're not comparing your life, your situation to them. You are able to already have a step back and see yeah. things from a different perspective. A lot of people like to say, well, we have all these this, these things in common. This is why we work. We're so similar. But I find that you can get so, you could be too alike and that could be problematic because then you're in the zone. You're comparing or saying, well, I did it, I'm fine. Like, you know, I went sure. through that. I keep it moving. But I, I, I love the chemistry and the understanding and the love I feel when I hear you guys together, I'm like, man, these two must be a trip. Like I'm like <laughs> in real That's life. Awesome. So like,
1: That's awesome. And- so,
0: if they can come on the mic and do this, man, in real life, their trip. Like I, I absolutely love your dynamic.
1: Yeah, and thank you.
0: Thank you. It, it's it's really nice to see that because it's authentic, you know, she'll tell you like, oh shut up, you know, like you're lying or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's yeah, it's really sure. no it's really no nonsense. And I, I love that. And we need more of that authenticity. And um, I wanted to go back to April and how you mentioned a lot of women can relate to that whole postpartum issue. We, yeah. we, we don't know how to feel about our bodies, our emotional, spiritual, mental, everything changes once you carry a child. It just, everything sure. does.
2: Oh, for sure. Um,
0: then you add other elements like age and whatever. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm just not going to bounce back or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then yeah. you look online and you're like, what? This woman just had a baby six weeks ago. What the heck? Like, what's wrong yeah. with me? And there's a lot we can relate to, um, a lot that I personally have dealt with, the whole medicine, therapy, depression, what, what do I do, all of that. But men particularly are talking a little bit more about it, but not enough. So tell us about your journey. What was your experience on two levels? One, seeing her go through that. And then secondly, going through your path and figuring out, like you said, like, you thought you were bred to like be a failure and discovering you can be mentally healthy and you could do better.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean my whole, yeah. So with for your first question with April watching her go through it, it was, it was rough. And I had, I had a wife before her as well that, and we had a child. And she went through some of the same things, Um, you know, so I, it was, it's scary for a dude. I don't know if anyone else is willing to admit that, but it's scary to have something going on in your wife's body that you can't help at all, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've always been that way. Like when I was growing up, I was the oldest child and, you know, my dad worked a lot, did, you know, her thing or whatever, went to school and all that stuff. And I, I felt more of a, you know, responsibility to be kind of like a protector or a fixer or whatnot. You know what I mean? For siblings Mm -hmm. that translated into friends, you know, then into wife later. And then now with my current wife, April, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, well now I got to fix it. And and I always have been that way. Like I've been, I was in the bar restaurant industry for like 20 years and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, management status. So, like no matter what ever happened in that place, I was the one that people would come to and I would fix it and I knew a way to do it. And that's just always been my MO is just to be able to be like, all right, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of it, you know? And when your spouse or, you know, your partner, cause I know it can translate, you know, the, the opposite way as well. Like if, you know, the male in the, in the relationship is having, you know, depression or bipolar, you know, having anything that's going on in their, in their life that can't be controlled by somebody else that the other spouse feels the same way. But with, with that, it was, it was bad for me because I saw it going on and I couldn't help it. And at the mental state that I was in back then, I, you know, because I couldn't help it, I, I considered myself a failure. 100%. Like I was like, well, I'm just not a good At the time, we were still just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm not a good partner. I'm not going to be a good, I'm not a good dad. You know, I'm not this because Mm -hmm. I can't fix anything. You know, like I I just felt like Ah. everything was, was bad. And I got really, you know, I just lost myself in work like I always have. Like ever since I could, you know, pretty much work, I've had one or two or even three jobs. I was always gone. The job that I left three years ago when we moved down here. Um, to Southern Utah, I was there for, you know, 10 years, but I, you know, was putting in 90 hour weeks because I was either bartending or I was, or or whatnot. Like I was always Mm -mm. there and I would just lose myself in it. And to me, that was being good. That was being successful. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. was, if I wasn't at home seeing how my absence and everything was (laughs) affecting the family, I was still doing good because I couldn't see it. And when I got home, everything was either hunky dory or they were already asleep but they were fed there was shelter there was you know like got bills it. were paid and <clears throat> i basically i mean and then dovetailing into your second part of the question is i i was basically just lying to myself mm. throughout my whole life you know mm. um i know that guy kind of got scatterbrained there with everything but no. your journey
0: it, is just how it was sure yeah like my my
1: whole journey is super scatterbrained um but I, yeah, I, ever since, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I've never felt like I've been a good person, but I've definitely had a majority of my life where I felt like, you know, and I I know a lot of people think this, but I felt like I could be doing a lot more, but for other people, you know, and I would neglect myself and then, which would in turn start neglecting the ones I love and my, my family members. And I turned to alcohol quite heavily, um, back in the, you know, my late or mid twenties. And then that continued up until like when I was 38. So just a couple of years ago, um, because that would also help mask the, the issues. And if I was out having drinks with friends or after work, if I was having drinks with my employees and just hanging out and stuff, I was, you know, I was doing okay. Cause it would help me feel better about uh, stuff, but got it. In the long run, I was just being a shitbag because I was not at home with my family. I wasn't making it a priority to take care of my actual life. I was only trying to, like, feel okay in the life I had. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... so, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to ask. So do you remember if there was one single moment or things were kind of like starting to become clearer to you, like you need help, or was there like one pivotal moment that changed everything?
1: It's weird because pretty much through my whole life, I've been on more of like, well, my whole, like ever since I would, let's say, since I started dating, like in high school and stuff like that, I always had the thought that I wasn't good enough for the people that i was either dating or you know Mm -hmm. in later life married to or whatnot Mm -hmm. and i you know i self-sabotaged you know like i would find i would find it, it through throughout everything i would find reasons why um they could be mad at me or why i wasn't good enough for them and stuff but it would be more of like i would make excuses for it like oh well You know, she doesn't want to have sex. So that means that she's not attracted to me. So why would I be, you know, why do I need to keep doing this stuff or whatever the case may be? But I like quite honestly and openly, I ended up cheating on April and she found the text messages one day while I was at work and she called me out on it. Like right there, she called me and was just like, what the F is going on? You know, and and I wouldn't say that that was my turning point. I mean, that's that was the turning point. But I'd had a few of those same exact situations happen throughout, you know, my old relationships and stuff like that, you know, and and it was like tumultuous and stuff. But with her. With with the other relationships, they just ended. It was just over, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I was like 100 percent sad but okay with because that's what I was pushing for you know what I mean Uh, like Mm -hmm. I figured if it's gonna end I might as well end in a blaze of glory or whatever and with April I love the girl to death and I have since I met her but you know we've had the ups and downs like everybody and I started having that same Mm -hmm. pattern where I was like I don't know when you know what I'm gonna do with this if it goes one way so I'm just gonna make it go that way you know Mm. um I was also struggling and and I have struggled my whole life with Uh, my bisexuality Mm -hmm. and you know, I would rationalize like, okay, well if a girl's cause I was a bartender, you know, like shit happens. Yeah. And I was like, if a girl's flirting with me, then that means I still got it as a dude. And that would make me feel good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to admit to myself or anybody else that I also was into dudes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that, you know, my whole life growing up as a, as a Mormon, that's bad. You know, like you don't, you don't Mm -hmm. do that kind of stuff, you know, even Mm -hmm. though I knew from a very young age that I was attracted to dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I realized that too, you know, like there was just so many factors going into it. And then the day that she caught me and called me out on it, I left work. I was just like, I got to go home and deal with this. You know, and normally I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm sorry, whatever. But for some reason I was like, I need to go home and, and deal with this one.
0: Basic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so I went home and we fought and I slept on the couch for weeks. <laughs> you
0: know?
1: mm. we, went the, we went the rounds and we talked about all the scenarios, um, you know, like if we broke up, what was going to happen with her and the kid and what was going to happen with me, where we were going to live. All that stuff, you know, like we went the rounds over yeah. and over and over and over. And then one night she just came in and was just like, I need to understand why you did it. And that's when I first admitted, you know, that I was bisexual and stuff like that. And I wasn't using it as an excuse. I would just open with her and being like, okay, well, yeah. I don't feel, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about before too, because, you know, even though the kid was a few years old by then, and it wasn't necessarily like straight up postpartum she still wasn't okay with at that point
0: Right. I told her flat out I'm like I don't
1: feel like you love me or desire me in any way or anything like that and I let things get the best of me you know I let the situation Mm -hmm. get out of control and I let it get the best of me because I didn't feel a way that you should make me feel and then she flat out was just like well you don't make me feel that way either like you know like you haven't made me feel that way in a long time and like basically just called me (laughs) out on my shit And at the end of it, we were like, all right, well, what do you want to, what do we want to do? You know, like we, it was just a conversation and she's like, I want to fight for it if you want to. And I was like, well, I want to, I wouldn't still be here if I didn't want to, you know, like, this is, this is me, you know? And so pretty soon after that, I quit that job and we moved 350 miles away to start life over. And that was almost, that'll be three years in March. And yeah, it's been three years of just for on my side anyway super soul searching same with her I mean she's been doing her own thing with her health and fitness and that's been helping her mental health and everything um but with me specifically I you know dug into therapy I started reading uplifting things um listening to podcasts like when I first found Wind Down with Lil great stuff um just so many so many things that Changed that perspective that day when we decided to fight and we moved away. It was one of those just like eye opening things like, okay, I have been a certain way for like 38 years. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. but there's no reason to continue that. Like, people don't have to continue in a pattern of self destruction if they don't want to, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And it's, yeah, it's been one of those, it's been one of those journeys where I've, I've really. I struggle a lot. Like even this last year, I've had a really rough time and learned more about myself and my body. I found out a few weeks ago that if, uh, dudes that are old, like myself don't have, you know, the levels of testosterone and stuff that, that they need, that that can affect moods. And it explained everything for the last year where Mm -hmm. I've been just down in a funk, feeling shitty, just not really feeling myself. I haven't been feeling creative. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started treatment on that and I've that's been almost a month now and it's night and day. And apparently oh, it's not even
0: awesome.
1: yeah, apparently it's not even like the levels I'm supposed to be at yet. That's just kind of gradually getting up there. But the I was so low, I basically had the testosterone level of like an eight year old boy. Like that it was like a hundred mm-hmm. it was super, super low. Um wow. but it is crazy how even just that can help and dudes don't want to talk about that stuff either. You know, like they don't want to know or find out that their body's broken a little bit, that something so little as getting a shot can help with. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I feel like it kind of goes back full circle. So if something's happening to your body naturally, you may shut down due to whatever reason, pride, um, you know, like pride or just... Uh, shame, because there could be two different things going on, and just maybe not feeling a support system, not really having someone you can really talk to, find out is this normal, whatever, and just lack of caring for yourself, right? Like, a lot of men really don't go to the doctor to check their levels or whatever until something's really bad, (laughs) but um, I think, so things happen with your body, then you keep it quiet, and then it starts to impact your mental health. And then it's like you're doubling up on your body again because, like, I'm I'm currently reading The Body Keeps the Score. Uh And that's what this whole new season is all about, how your body will tell you things that you are denying yourself um, to to hear and to heal from. And it's interesting that you said that because sometimes our body tells us things. If you had not really went in and discovered what was happening with you – it, who knows what kind of depression or other mental illness would arise. Yeah. And it makes things even more complicated because you're trying to dig in through one thing to the other without really understanding that route. And that's a lot of the times what's happening with people. We're not listening to our bodies. We're not having that conversation with our bodies, but we want the, and then we kind of like, Hey, listen, like work. And it's like, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. not listening. I need help. <laughs> And unfortunately, whatever we do to our bodies, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or just abusing it, eating certain foods or eating at certain times or not eating at all, it abuses our system. And it doesn't matter if, oh, well, you're 18, you can eat whatever you want. Everything catches up to you. Oh, for sure. And that's what the body's here to remind us. Like, listen, we're temporary vessels, but if you keep messing us up, we're going to be, like, temporary (laughs) as as a true temp. Like, we're here for three months, okay? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true, and it's weird. I mean, I've always, I mean, I can't say I've always been like super healthy, but I've always had like kind of a health conscious mind. Even though at times when I was drinking a whole lot and stuff back in my late twenties, mm-hmm. I was like three hundred pounds. I wasn't healthy, but I've always had mm-hmm. the 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 process of it because you know I grew up playing football and athletics and had nutritionists and stuff like that through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it wasn't even until recently, like you just mentioned, you know, like what you're putting into your body and can, you know, affect everything too. Like gut health, you know, stuff like that actually affects your brain. If you don't have good gut health going on, like there's, there's so many factors and everything. And then when it becomes a chemical imbalance, it's crazy. And, and it goes back to the whole postpartum thing. Like I felt they, what my doctor had like basically told me is I was going through like a like a male style menopause with Mm -hmm. how low my testosterone was because Mm -hmm. it was just, I was moody. I was very, you know, (laughs) lazy, like just super lackadaisical, you know, down, like my kids would want to go do something. I'd be like, yeah, maybe tomorrow I'm going to go take a nap, you know, and that's just not me. Like I don't do that kind of stuff, but it's been for a while. And I was actually talking to a dude at work one day about it. And he was like, have you ever had your testosterone checked? And he had been on the, on testosterone for a couple of years and told me it made a huge difference for him. And I'm like, no, I'm just in a funk. I'm just, you know, I just, I'll get out of it. And I would wake up every day, do my mirror manifestations, you know, read some good books, you know, meditate, mm-hmm. do what I needed to do. And I'd feel good for a few minutes or for like an hour or two. And then the rest of the day would just drain me. And so finally, I took him up on it, and I'm like, "Hey what's your you know can you give me the number for that clinic?" And I just went and got checked and it was definitely a huge reason why and I mean, I'm not trying to pimp you know testosterone for people or whatnot, but I would urge dudes, especially if they're getting older, to at least go get your levels checked and then make a decision from there. but it's made a one hundred percent difference in in me because that chemicals now or that hormone's now you know balancing out and everything, and I feel more. Like Jimmy, than I ever have, you know, in, in, at least in my adult life that I can remember. And I think that also has to do with my willingness to learn more about myself and why I am the way I am and how I can improve on me rather than change myself. I can improve on, you know, what yeah. needs to happen rather than changing completely from a 180 from how I used to be. Cause that's still me, that's still who I am and who I why i'm you know in the position i am today is because of those things that have happened so i don't have necessarily regrets on i did but i have definite um gratitude that i was able to recognize those things and and change them when i did so that i could fucking i mean freaking sorry i don't swear so much i swear i swear so much i know (laughs) i just try i try you know um (laughs) no
0: you're fine it's transparent yeah but it's super nice
1: to be able to actually have you know like i said it's just gratitude every day i wake up with gratitude that i have a willingness to just better myself not and and not try to be a whole different person but just be my true, authentic, 100% honest, you know, transparent self with myself, with myself, yeah, which turns into with everybody else too.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that. And I want to thank you so much for being so transparent because it's, I've, it's not normal for me to have open conversations with men in general about mental health. So I really, really appreciate you being on here today. And I know that whether it's male or female listening um, to this episode, it, it helps, it resonates and it sits with either gender because there's so much we can we observe, but we kind of let it be too as a spouse, a girlfriend, a sister, a daughter, a mother, whatever, um, yeah. of a male and just say, listen, this could be happening. I mean, we need to hear other men talking about it because there's a lot we don't know. I mean, as women, we're struggling trying to get to know our bodies and trying to understand right. our own mental health <laughs> Like what's happening. We always say, oh, it's hormonal. Sometimes it's not. It is a mental health issue we need to address. It's not just our body. It's something else. Exactly. But it's important to recognize that there are times where your body does need the medicine and it does need that, that TLC and that grace, you know, that, that like, okay we're gonna get you back on track and yeah. you know and have that faith and keep going and you did everything you could on the mental health aspect you were like hey i'm gonna meditate i'm gonna have this affirmation i'm gonna educate myself and everything and your body was telling you like listen that's all good stuff for your head but yeah um
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i legit <laughs> like
0: going on here buddy <laughs>
1: yeah i i legit like resorted at one point to like getting down on my knees and praying again like i i mean i always have like a constant little thank you for whoever's up there you know what i mean for life but Mm -hmm. i i straight up there was a couple mornings when i just got on my knees and was just like please get me out of this funk dude like i don't know what's happening with my body i don't know what's happening with my with myself basically
2: Yeah. yeah and
1: i would like i said i would feel good for a couple hours during the day and then you know my body would be like that you know that wasn't enough and i would i didn't know that that was happening and And it is important for it's real important for guys to be open and honest with their spouse, more more so with themselves, but with their spouses and stuff about how they're feeling and what's going on. Because, I mean, that's where, you know, they they call they they talk about like silent killers and stuff like that Mm. inside of you. Like, yeah, if you're super stressed out about stuff, if your body's not working right, stuff like that, like it's just going to go downhill from there and it's going to either kill your mood your personality your drive for life and probably even your life at some points you know and it's it's super important for spouses to be aware it's important for of how their um spouses are feeling because it's not it's not normal to be unhappy
2: yes all the time and
1: it's it's not normal to not be willing to do things to make life better in, in every way. And yeah, I mean, even with April, you know, when I told her about how the guy who talked to me about it and I was like, maybe, so maybe I'll go get it checked. Her first question was, well, how much does it cost? You know, cause it is, mm. it's money and we don't have mm. a lot. And so I was like, well, I mean, it's like 200 bucks a month, but if it makes me feel better, you know, and like I had to like throw yeah. in the whole, they give one month free so you can test it out. You know, if you're not completely satisfied because <laughs> <it> <laughs> it, 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 this clinic, they do that, they're like, yeah, we'll give you four shots, test your thing. And if you want to keep going, then then we'll do it.
2: Right.
1: And even That's after amazing. the first, yeah. And after the first couple weeks and I, she even noticed the difference in me and, and I was like, so, you know, what do you think? Like, can I do this? Like, is it cool if I keep going? Cause I feel good. And she's like, I think you need to. do it she's like we just got to figure out where the money's coming from right um you know so like we sat down we rebudgeted everything and we had some left over but I was like well I also have free time during the day now that I don't work a 90-hour bartending job so let's go you know so I started like donating like I'm just making it happen like I donate plasma to get money here and there or like I you know I I do photography on the side so I do I pick up a couple gigs a month or whatever to get paid for that yeah you know and And
0: so that's it's amazing. all just stuff
1: that I need to make it happen, so I'm going to make it happen, you know.
0: That's the mindset that unfortunately a lot of people don't really have. Like they they're going through it, so it's almost like you're in the middle of the tunnel so you can't see the end or where you just came from, right? right. Like when you're in the moment, but yeah. you know, sharing your story, I'm sure a lot of people will, you know, it can resonate with them one way or another just because a lot of people do struggle with their sexuality or just being open about it. A lot of people yeah. struggle with you know aging in certain ways they struggle with infidelity they struggle with relationships and just trying you know new places i mean you move so far away so you started a whole new chapter um after all of that and it's proven to be successful thus far so that's amazing and it's the science behind it right like people say well that's there's no science behind it but the fact that i um i'm celebrating one year of no no medicine no anxiety meds
1: oh and congrats that's awesome.
0: Thank you. And it's exciting. And um, I totally missed a date. I was just like going with the flow because we've been so busy yeah. with life. But yeah. Um, yeah and, and I say like, I, I know what I needed to do. But sometimes you need that push. But sometimes medicine, you do need it. You know, sometimes you sure. don't. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're going through a couple of uh, high years or moments or months and you're good without it but i advocate for just mental health in general do what you got to do because life is too short to live mentally unhealthy
1: oh one yeah, man you you said everything right there like that's that's what i preach to everybody that i talk to it's like you're it life's too short to not be happy 95% of the time
0: it you really know? is and some people think right like even myself i'm like your happiness is a choice yes when you feel like that overly like abundant. Like when you're like, man, I real, I feel real cheesy right now. Like I'm in a rom-com and this is the end. And everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you yeah. know, like confetti, it's falling. And you're like, yeah. But sometimes you can choose to get up in the morning, brush your teeth, get some clothes on, get to work, do the same thing. And you're like, okay, I'm choosing to keep pushing, but I just don't see that light. And there's so many factors, so many things in a way, but the important part is start having that conversation. Just talk, just talk, say what it is on your mind. We operate out of fear and yeah. then it keeps us even more scared.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, and yeah, I mean, having the conversations and being open, especially in a relationship is, is 100% like the only thing that's going to keep a relationship together in the long run is coming communication but more so understanding of what your partner and you are going through separately as other that's yeah. that's key for sure and th- there's and, and and people need to be 100 percent in communication with themselves you know that part like, so that, many yeah. people don't have the balls to admit to themselves that they have problems or whatever you know they blame other people like I don't know how many conversations I have with people where it's just like, oh, well, my husband or my wife did this or my boss did this or my co-workers did this or this lady at the grocery store did this. And th- what it all boils down to really is like y- you're you're mad about your reaction to it, basically. Like you're you're angry at the situation, but you could have reacted differently to those things had you just opened your mouth and talked about it. But with yourself, you need to be like, why did that piss me off so much? Why is there this thing like like why is it really that big of a deal if my boss didn't let me go on break 20 minutes earlier or whatever the case may be you know like and that's pretty minuscule in the grand scheme of things but um being open and honest with yourself and having the communication and the conversations honestly and the understanding of why you are the way you are and how you operate and why you want to operate that way or don't want to operate that way and then communicating that to the people that need to know in your life is is super duper important you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i know that sometimes we we may not trust um that things are going to go our way you know we're scared that things are going to change but the reality is the reason why we have to confront our loved ones and we have to speak up is because a change needs to happen yeah it's not it, it's not meant to keep things the same otherwise you're going to continue to hurt you're going to continue to be in this monotony this circle this hole this just and and you're never going to come out of it and and i and it's it's such a i guess a contradiction right i mean you're you're scared things are going to change but that's the whole point we need to speak up so things can change because there has to be a change and if things change the way we didn't expect it to then it's for the better because we don't know if we're in a, in a hole and things are dark, then what do we know how light things could be later on? We don't know. Absolutely. And it's just, we're holding ourselves back. And also when we do that, we're holding our loved ones back because we're taking away their right to choose. We're Mm -hmm. taking away their right to support you too. We're just holding them back from also showing you what they can do for you and for themselves.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, it's so weird how, I mean, I've had conversations with April where I'll bring something up that has bothered me, or not even bothered me about her, but just in life in general about myself or whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll have the exact same concerns about the situation, like for herself. And, you know, it, it's weird. Like, I'll, you know, you bring up something like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I want to have more, you know, guy nights or something like that. She's like, I agree. Mm -hmm. I want more girl nights. But no one ever brings it up because they don't want the other person to feel bad that you're going to leave (laughs) them at home or whatever. You know what I mean? Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: And it's just like, like, I don't know, like with sex. Operating out of fear. Yeah. With sex, even like partners don't communicate that they want different things or need different things. And they just end up having the same stale sex life that like keeps going on and on the same way forever and that ends up causing resentment in other parts of you know they don't feel like their partner is desiring or whatnot but if you just brought something up like hey maybe I want to try a different location or position or something like that that your partner might be like fuck yeah let's do this you know what I mean it's It's crazy how just little things like little little aspects of life over the course of, you know, your entire relationship together or even just with yourself or whatever. If you just open up those lines of communication and have the transparency with yourself, with your partner, whatever, you might have a mm-hmm. whole lot of common ground you never would have known about if you wouldn't have brought it up. And if you don't bring it up, that could be the downfall of your, of your whole situation in, the, in general, you know?
0: That's so true. That's so true. And, and it's interesting you say that because a lot of times um, I, he- I heard this joke one time when, and I saw it somewhere, somewhere on social media, um, my second home, where they said right. when somebody comes to you and says, I need to talk to you, just tell them, oh, yeah, I do, too. So just let me know when so they can be scared as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually a good idea. That's I've been so meaning hilarious. to schedule a meeting with you. Yeah, yeah let's uh, <laughs> let's do that.
0: You know, that's a great idea because I have a few things I want to talk to you about too. So yeah. and it's like, okay, now we're both scared.
1: Yeah, but- <laughs> Exactly. But that's if actually you feel really scared, good. I think I'm gonna start doing
0: that. I think it's hilarious. I think like if a, a boss would ever come and do something like that, I'd be like, you know what? Me too. Like, oh well, really? Yeah. But-
1: oh yeah, me too. Let me pull up my list. Give me like five it's minutes. Okay. Legit. I gotta, add, I gotta add some stuff to it. Give me a second.
0: Yep. And it's funny because it's like, okay, that's it's funny when people say that online because it's like, oh shoot, they're gonna break up with me. I'm gonna break up with them first. But In real life, we shouldn't be scared to talk about certain things. I don't know what holds us back. And I think a lot of it is just coming from these closed uh, religions and all their ideas. Like our parents didn't communicate one in front of us. We didn't know if they were arguing or not. Sometimes we only saw the argument, but we never saw how they really made up. You know, they kept us out of the loop. Like, listen, that's grown folk business. And we never really got how we never got the communication part modeled in a healthy way for us you know if they were down and out they would just be like i'm depressed and keep it moving you don't know if they yeah. sought therapy should they seek therapy what was the case so so much so much of our issues come from lack of learning like just Absolutely. complete education and healthy modeling what we did learn was probably evade and escape and avoid like we're not going to talk yeah. about it or they're ghosting you and that's it and unfortunately I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're stuck because now here we are, we're the pioneers of communication. We're over here trying to trailblaze ourselves through marriages and trying to, you know, show our kids healthy ways. But they've also seen us be both sides, right? They've, they've seen yeah. us go from very unhealthy to a much healthier version and yeah. setting the tone for them in a way where it's kind of like, oh, so it's possible you could be better. And it's tricky because they got to see us in both lights. So they get to see us as humans where we don't really see older people in our lives as humans. We just saw them as roles that they played. That's my uncle. That's my grandparent. That's a teacher. That's whoever in society around you. That's my neighbor. But not this is who they were as a person. 100 percent i feel like i like that about our our generation our society today because everybody gets to see people for who they really are it doesn't matter if they're faking it on social media people know even based on how they fake it who they really are
1: yeah (laughs) for sure no that's 100 you're you're hitting all the nails right on the head it's so true and yeah i mean growing up like i was talking to my i have an 18 year old son too i was talking to him just the other day about you know because i'm 42 and he's 18 and he's like, how old was grandpa when you were, you know, when you were my age? And I was like, I don't know, like seven, like I literally thought my dad was an old man, but he was legit my age. You know, like we were the same, <laughs> we're the same That's amount apart so as I am with my 18 year old.
2: Oh, and I was my like, God. my
1: dad and my mom and dad seemed so old when I was, you know, late teens yeah. and stuff like that. I just. It, and it, it all like it makes sense now because you know a they were unhappy. Just a few years later, they got divorced and stuff like that. But they were unhappy. Mm. But they were just going through motions yeah. and not yeah. handling emotions, which was detrimental to both their health and their you know marriage and everything in the long run. But yeah, yeah it it's crazy how um, I mean I can't say everybody, but our generation definitely is more apt to finding happiness or ways to be happy than other generations have been. And they're, they're taking it serious, which is nice because, you know, back then it's like, I remember like when I was younger and, you know, even in my twenties, thirties and stuff, people would be like, yeah, I meditated today. I'm like, you're such a fucking weirdo. What's your deal? dude? Like (laughs) meditate. What do you do? Go light candles and sit on the ground. And, you know, I'm just like, what, what is happening in this world where a white kid from bountiful Utah is meditating? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> and now I can't get away without it. Like I, if yeah, I, if I yeah, wake up yeah. late and I skip it, like I got to find 10 minutes of quiet time to go and just kind of clear my head because it's, it's, amazing. it's weird how the weird shit from back in our day, you know, back in the olden days, back, like I say, um, now is almost key to my survival, you know, like uh, it's doing
0: beautiful, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful that we have the free, I feel like the freedom to choose whatever it is that we want. And so, what if people judge us? Like we're not afraid of being judged, even, oh, sure. even though it's happening. We're like, can you stop judging me? I ain't judging you, but we're we're not afraid to to find ways um, to to get better and to feel better and to do better. I think also we're very aware. We're very aware of how our minds our bodies our souls our hearts they're all connected they're not just okay you use your mind at work and your heart at home no 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 you're one person that wears many hats in your life that's all parts of you you don't just get to compartmentalize your whole life into sections and and then think you're going to give a hundred there a hundred there that doesn't work that way you need to be the best you can and one thing i like to um talk about when it comes to mental health, and I even tell my students and I tell whoever I I get a chance to is, you know, if you check your iPhone battery capacity, your phone may be charged at 100%, but your capacity might be 82. And tomorrow, it might be 50. And the next day might be 77 or whatever the case is. But you know what, you're you need to give it your 100%. No matter what it is that day, just go for it. Because mental health is like that. And yep. I think what we learn is to go with the waves and not go against it. We just kind of oh, flow sure. with it. And and we learn to appreciate the flow.
1: For sure. Well, it's easier to flow with it, right? Like you can go in yeah. the ocean and just lay on your back and let the ocean take you where you want to go. And it's easy. You'll that's get easy. somewhere else. Oh, yeah. It's, it's easy. And wherever you end up, it's not going to be where you probably thought you were going to end up or wanted to end up. But you're there.
0: Right. You know? Right. And that's, going and against, that's it. Yeah. Going
1: against the grain I mean, it really, everything I do on my, in my daily activities now, at least for for sure for the last month, since I've been on the testosterone and kind of trying to figure out the, the hormonal side of my body, which I never thought I'd have to do, you know what I mean? Like I never yeah. thought hormones are for girls. Girls get have hormones. They're the ones who have their periods they go crazy. <laughs> you know, dudes don't do that. Um, but since I've been figuring that out, like I don't give myself an opportunity to float anymore. You know, like I wake up super early. I go to the gym. I do my, you know, meditating, my workout stuff, you know, everything like super duper early in the morning. I go to work all day and then I come home and I make sure, you know, I do the dishes right away or I do this and that right away. And I have, you know, take my kids to do stuff. Like I don't allow myself to like lay down and take a nap anymore or anything. Like it's you got to do the harder things in order to get to the, you know, that, sweet spot later on where you can coast a little bit and still feel good about yourself with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think there's something to be said about that is that you're still pushing through. Um, It's, it's day and night in a sense, because it feels so heavy, so dark when you're not yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's
0: a process. It's never ending. It's a path. It's a journey. As long as you're alive, there's going to be challenges and triggers, but you got to keep pushing.
1: Absolutely. And, And as long as you're honest with yourself, like, really, like, to thine own self be true is probably Mm. the greatest thing anyone ever came up with. Because if you're true to yourself, honest with yourself, open with yourself, you're going to be all those with everybody in your life. And the ones who are cool with all that are going to stick around and build amazing relationships with you. The ones who aren't cool with it, they're just going to fuck off anyway, and you don't need to worry about it anymore, you know? and. Especially, especially nowadays with social media and with all this other bullshit that goes on where people can see other people living amazing lives on yachts and all that other stuff. They they forget that those people are real people and have just the same amount, if not more issues than we have.
0: Very true. I'm convinced that they have more so that I can feel better about myself.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Same. But
0: more money, it, more problems.
1: <laughs> nowadays you see the glitz and glamour and you just feel like shit, because you're not that or you're not there or you don't have that yeah. yet or whatnot. But if yeah. if if those same thoughts were, you know, put into a different perspective and you could actually like look at life as um a challenge itself, you know, like look at mm-hmm. life as a way to, you know, conquer the next goal. Conquer or not even goal. I hate the word goal. Like goals are great and everything, but I hate I hate like pigeonholing everything into goals but conquer Mm -hmm. the next mountain basically you know what i mean like you've got got, you have something in your life that you want to do you know don't fucking stop until you get to that point because if you don't get to that point you're just gonna keep trying or you know like most people they see other people that have that or are at that point in that mountain and they're just like well they already did it like why do i you know like i guess they're better than me no that's bullshit. You know, nobody's better than anybody else in this life. Other people just work harder for shit. And that has to do with your mental health too. Like so true. there's so many happy people because they were and then genuinely happy people, 95% of the time throughout their whole life. And that's because they make that happen through their daily activities and their thoughts and their prayers and hopes and dreams and everything. But they work towards it. If we all did that, Jesus, how, how amazing would the world be if we all just were like, you know, successful in our own brains and in our own hearts, like with the way that we could navigate just everyday things. If everyone had that level of just happiness with themselves, oh my God, I can't even imagine how rad the, the world would be.
0: I mean, I mean, there was, there was one thing you did mention earlier. You said, and I hope nobody figures it out because then they wouldn't understand and appreciate the journey. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Unfortunately though, a lot of people know what they have to do. They choose not to. Yeah. And that's yeah. But that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other can of worms because um, you know, a lot of people that are listening have already made the choice to do better and be better. And yeah. um that's who that's who we're speaking to today. And if they do know someone who wants to do better and and wants to do and is just doing it, then kudos. You've done it. Yeah. You're winning. You got this. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but also don't stop there, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, go on. Like, you think Tom Brady got to where he is because he threw a couple touchdowns in, in college and was like, all right, cool, we're good. I'm good right. enough. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that dude's on, like, the beach down in Florida right now, probably running sprints a couple of days before his game because he knows yep. that he's going to have to have some endurance, you know? Like, yep. the the good are never – well, I should say the great are never good enough. I always think that because they know, or the great never think they're good enough, I should say, because they know that if they're going to stay great or get greater, they just got to keep going. So there's never a, I'm good enough situation happening in, in your brain. And it never should be. I need to learn that too. I'm, I'm learning it every day. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I strive for it every day. If I, if I feel myself slipping or getting into kind of a little funky mood or whatever, you know, I'll, instead of being like oh damn it there i am I'm, I'm back in a crappy mood again i'll legit like sit there and be like okay what what just happened like what in the last 20 minutes within the last hour happened that made me feel this way now and if there's really nothing then i know that i'm just like slipping into my own brain and then mm. i'll throw on like a good podcast or like you know some uplifting music or throw in an audiobook or something like that while i'm at work or or whatever the case may be and just try to like get my mind off of that and onto something else, distraction method and stuff. And typically it can, it can pull it out and it's pretty nice, but.
0: Well, yeah, that's amazing because you know, when you have done some work, you do learn which tools are available to you, which ones may or may not work on a given day for whatever reason. So what would you advise someone who doesn't have the tools just yet um, and is starting the process of, locating these tools for them? Like, what would you, especially for a man, what would you advise them to do? Like what would be their first step or should be?
1: Honestly, for a guy, I am a huge fan of lists and it, and it doesn't really need to be something you write down with pen and paper or on a computer or your phone or whatever. But I would, I would legit, like if you're having a hard time in life or even just like a stressful little thing going on, I would list like everything pertaining to that situation in not even a pros and cons column, but just your thoughts about Mm -hmm. it, you know, maybe even journal it, you know, Mm. like do a journal entry or just write down like what, what you're feeling, exactly how you're feeling. Don't, don't cut corners. Don't sugarcoat it, nothing. And then go back and read it because I've, I've found that if I do that and I read it out, you know, not even out loud, but read it back to myself Mm -hmm. that my thoughts on it Usually there's a different perspective on how I can go about things. Sometimes if when you're in the moment, you don't, you don't have the, you know, open eyes to have a different perspective on things. Um, changing your perspective on everything that happens in your life, whether it be good or bad has a lot to do with that and listing it out, rereading it and then kind of going over it and figuring it out. Um, you know, line by line really helps me because then It's almost as if you're not thinking about it anymore. You're reading it on a page. You're seeing a journal entry of this really sad or pissed off dude or whatever about a situation that, you know, you're reading their story and you can go at it from a different perspective and be like, okay, well, if, you know, if that guy cut him off in the road and that ruined your whole day, like, well what's another perspective that you could have? Well, that guy might've been in a real big hurry, you know, like he probably wasn't trying to be an asshole to me, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's, there's ways to reason. I guess that's the thing is change your perspective, do whatever you can to get a different perspective, whether it be in your brain, listing it out, writing it out, all that stuff. Um, Do that distraction method. Also, like I just said before, Mm -hmm. like if you're Mm -hmm. starting to feel, shit on a day like get an audible account and throw on an uplifting book or you know throw on pretty much any uplifting podcast your podcast is always great for uplifting stuff people I (laughs) (laughs) I learn from I learn from Lil all the time but it's 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 true because if you can distract your mind from what's going on typically once you go back to that thought later on in the day it's not that big of a deal anymore you know yeah. Um, well, it's not but,
0: personal, right? Because that's a lot of times what I feel like we take so many things personal when it's not personal to you. Like it
1: yeah. it was
0: not meant to hurt you, to throw you off, to distract you. It was just meant to teach you something. But when we change the mindset from why is this happening to me instead of why is this happening for me and just learn from it. I think that whole mindset shift is a huge thing for people. That's important. The perspective.
1: Yeah. And it. yeah. And you just again, nail on the head. Had, yeah. it, it's one of those uh why is it have it's not it's not even like a why is it happening to me or why is it happening for me or whatever it's why am i reacting yeah reacting somebody else being an asshole to me I like, it ruin my whole day or why am i you know there, there's so many variables but i like that even more yeah and then there's Then there's also the part where, you know, there could be something deeper going on, you know, like with me, with my testosterone, with people in their, you know, depression, bipolar, you know, whatever the case may be, anxiety, anything. Just trying to fix it's not going to fix it. You got to actually like do the work to figure out what the fuck it is that's going on inside of you. You know, if it's something that's chemically can't be fixed with reading and listening to good podcasts and Jesus music and stuff like that then you need to go find specialists that can help you do that. If uh, if, it's, if it's something that you can fix, like with just getting a testosterone shot once in a while or getting, you know, hormone injections or whatever the case may be, if it's something you can do, even if it's medication related or whatever, don't be ashamed to take care of yourself. Don't Don't feel like you're broken enough to not unbreak yourself, you mm. know? Like the, say that the,
0: again. Say that again.
1: I don't even remember how I said it. Don't be so broken to I don't I'll have to re-listen to it and find <laughs> out. But everybody's broken, right? It's just yeah. it, like everybody has something and that's evident that it, it's just the way that life is. Yeah. But there's different styles of duct tape to fix anything. Like mm-hmm. you just have to go about it the right way and you got to not have pride and and especially talking directly to the dude's quit being such a dick to yourself to where you're not gonna make the choices to actually go and get fixed no matter what it is right like like it's just there's no there's no shame in having to take testosterone there's no shame in having to you know go talk to a therapist there's no shame in saying that you listen to self-help books there's no shame in this shit you know like the macho dude of yesterday of yesterday didn't have this stuff available to him. And so that's all they were, you know, we have so many opportunities to be okay. If we'll just like allow ourselves to do so, it's not that big of a deal.
0: That's amazing. I feel like you dropped so many amazing gems, Jimmy. So tell our listeners where they can find you. They heard heard so much about you. I know that if I didn't know you myself, I'd be like, where is this guy? And I need to see April. I need to meet April. (laughs) So tell us where they can find you, where they can find April. Tell us so much about how we can not just find you, but listen to you because you have your podcast and we, the world needs to hear you in April.
1: Thank you. I so appreciate that. Yeah. We're, like I said, we're on, uh, well, we're on like all the Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. It's just the BFA show for BF and awesome. And then uh, on Instagram, you can find the show at the BFA underscore show. I'm at Jimmy underscore BFA. And then Facebook, you can just search. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, this year is going to be, like I said, we we actually just recorded our first episode of our new season today with two new co-hosts. But I'm also going to be doing like an offshoot one where I'm basically talking about this kind of stuff. You know, like it's either a guest or just me, but talking about just man shit and how to be okay as being you know you could still be a macho violent dude but you can also have a soft side for yourself where you want to you know take care of yourself a little bit um (laughs) so yeah we're gonna call that i'm gonna call that one the the skin podcast and skin stands for swift kick in the nuts and (laughs) it's basically just going to be probably like 15 20 maybe even 30 minutes of me just you know preaching so
0: that's that's awesome i look forward to that it's gonna be
1: good i'm excited
0: thank you you so much for being here today
1: thank you it's about freaking time
0: (laughs) this episode is brought to you by empowered majesty team where life coaches guide help restore help heal help motivate others to be their highest self the world needs healing so why not empower others through life coaching Everyone is here to serve their highest purpose and is majestical in their own unique way. Let Empowered Majesty Team help you. It takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to help people along their journeys. As life coaches, we are here to ensure we support the world's healing journey. To book our services or for a free discovery call, visit empowered majesty Again, that is empowered majesty Let's heal together. Thank you for listening to another episode of True Lessons. Be sure to look into the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode. Be sure to rate and review. And if you love the show and you don't want to miss out on future episodes, subscribe now. Until next time, mi gente. Namaste.